I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. You're going to get mad at me today. I'm going to tell you right up front, you're not going to be happy with me. I'm going to do a show today on bread and why bread may not be the best thing you're eating and not the banned bread. I know I felt old the other day. I was talking to uh, one of my producers and uh, he said, oh, what's your show going to be on? I said, I'm going to talk about bread. And I said, you know, not the band. Ha ha ha. And he looked at me like a like a, like a dog at a whistle, like, huh? I said there was a band spread back in the seventies, eighties, real gushy romantic stuff. Nope, knew nothing about it. So I did feel old. So we're not talking about David Gates and company. That was the lead singer for Bread. In case you don't know that, we're going to talk about breads and cookies and cakes and donuts and pastas and wheat and what goes on in your body when you put these things in your body. Now, one thing that goes on is you get happy because I like bread and you probably like bread too. And people say that's one of the hardest things to give up. I know uh, when I went vegan 33 years, 33 years plus ago, somewhere along there, um, butter was hard for me to give up and scallops. Those are the two things I had to do some soul searching with. The meat wasn't a big issue, the dairy, most dairy except for butter and uh, and scallops. And, and now time has passed. And of course, I don't crave those things anymore, but there's plenty of substitutes out there. Now, I'm not saying they're healthy choices. They're just better choices. And that's the difference is uh, just because something is not bad doesn't mean it's good. You know, people like the, the butter substitute. It's still a lot of fat. It's processed. It's not a whole food. So it may not be the best thing for you, but it's a whole lot better than eating the animal products. And if you're going to do the animal products, you know what I say. What do I say? Always do organic. If you're going to do any animal products, organic only or don't eat them. But I digress. And bread was easy. Bread wasn't something I had to give up because there was vegan bread out there. Bread without any animal products in it. And so as time went on, I started to realize that I didn't feel good. My nose always ran. And so even after I went vegan, I always had a runny nose. I always had phlegm in my throat. Couldn't figure it out. So one day I woke up and I didn't have a runny nose and my throat felt clear. And I thought, this is weird. So I thought it was a fluke. And then I woke up the next day, felt good too. So I did what even back then I was telling my patients to do is write down everything you eat and see how you feel. So I started writing down everything I eat and I realized something that I hadn't had any wheat in a long time, several days, and I was feeling really good. So as an Italian, I was scared to test this. So I said, all right, I'm going to try this. So I went a couple more days without wheat, felt great. Then one day I said, I'm going to have some wheat. So I had some spaghetti and bread and whatever else. I don't remember all wheat products. And the next morning, sure enough, nose running, phlegm in the throat, coughing, trouble breathing. And I went, no, say it ain't so. Say it ain't that I can't eat wheat. So I did an experiment a few more times, and every time, results were exactly the same. And I went, nah, I don't want to play. So uh, that's when I wrote uh, my first book called uh, Eating Right for the Health of It. And the first half of the book tells you how to change your diet. And the second half of the book was recipes. Is recipes still there. We, we still print it. And people want to know, what do you eat? 
And so that's a big question I get. So what can I eat? So I wrote that book with that in mind. It's tons of recipes in there. Everything is vegan. Everything is gluten-free. Everything is uh, soy-free. So really good book. First half of the book is content. The second half, like I said, is just ideas on how to eat. So we're going to talk about bread today. Back to my point here. Now, for most of us, it's one of the most comforting foods there is. And I, I, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I like bread. You think about it, biscuits, baguettes, croissants, even a simple slice of toast with some butter on it. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds good to me. And growing up in Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, there was a lot of brick oven bakeries there. And they would have, they break the bread fresh right there in the oven. And you'd go there early in the morning and we'd go to Ralph's Candy Store on Willow Avenue in Hoboken. And we'd get the rolls. They had the Kaiser rolls with the poppy seeds on them. Oh, we'd bring them home still warm, put butter on them. Heaven. Oh, by the way, little tidbit on bread. When I came to uh, South, when I moved South to go to college, I realized you couldn't get good bread. So I said to my grandmother, who of course was alive at the time, and I said, you know, Grandma, I said, I can't get good bread down South. And she said, oh, Giuseppe, it's the altitude. I said, what? The altitude. The altitude. Because uh, where I went to school right around Atlanta was 900 feet above sea level. And where I grew up, New York, New Jersey area, was sea level. So the best breads are always baked at sea level. And it's the altitude. It's the air pressure. So just a little, little useless fact for you there. But anyway, I just love bread. Always loved bread, I should say. Smell of it. I mean, who doesn't like that? And now, if you read the Bible, in fact, I did a show on this, and somebody called the station and said, I'm, I'm, I'm a heathen and not a man of God because I talk bad about bread in the Bible. I thought, eh, it's kind of stretching it that I don't like bread, and now I'm a heathen? I think, eh, it's a little stretching it there, but, eh, you know, that's what you guys are out there for, to critique everything we say. The Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. So, the government puts it on a food pyramid, so it must be good. But here's the thing, before you jump to accusing me of, of going to hell here. The bread they talked about in the Bible is not the bread we're eating today, especially in the United States. The bread they talked about then probably wasn't even wheat. It was probably spelt, which was a grain that was popular at the time in that area. Wheat really wasn't. So, probably didn't even exist. So it's a spelt bread, not a wheat bread, and spelt has it has little less gluten in it. And then recently, in the past several decades, we in the United States have hybridized our wheat. We realize that if we splice certain plants together and they have certain genetic qualities, it you can get more uh, production or more uh, pr productivity per acre, per acre, and it was easier to grow. So why wouldn't we genetically modify it, or not genetically modify it, I'm sorry, splice it and hybridize it? And because of that, we've pre created bread that is a different structure than even we had, well, I had when I was a kid. Depends how old you are. So a lot of people say it's, it's there, it's in the Bible, just like the wine in the Bible. It's not the same wine that we're drinking today. It was watered down fermented grape juice. So did it have alcohol in it? Probably, but it certainly wasn't nearly what we're drinking today, according to scholars, people much brighter than me. So I don't agree. I don't agree wheat should be part of our daily bread. I don't believe wheat should be part of our uh, food pyramid. And it's not a good thing. In fact, the average American consumes about 55 pounds of wheat every year. So refined flour is the number one source of calories in the American diet. So gluten-free bread, that's your next... I know what you're thinking. You know, you, you, th you think you're smarter than me, but you ain't. Because I know what you think. You do, well, Dr. Joe, I'll eat gluten-free bread. That's a big buzzword right now, gluten-free. It's bad for different reasons, and I'll cover that in a little bit. 
So can you really still eat bread and maintain your body weight and maintain your health? Let's answer that pressing question. You got to be concerned and you're going to be surprised when I go over what's in wheat, aside from the fact that it just is a lot of sugar because the flour is basically uh, sugar. So what happens is you take a wheat kernel and you take off the bran that's the fiber. Then you remove something called the germ because the germ is where the nutrients are, the vitamin E is. And the reason we do that is because when you remove the germ, you're taking away the fat and so it doesn't go rancid. It has a longer shelf life. So what's left is called the endosperm and that's essentially sugar. That's pretty much pure sugar. I'm going to cover that in a second. And so that's what you're eating. So any nutritional value has been stripped. However, we're going to talk about whole wheat in a second and talk about why it's higher in other things that are bad for you. So we can take take a, make it white flour. We remove some of the bad stuff uh, and some of the good stuff. If we leave the whole thing in, vice versa. So we, we remove some, we leave the good stuff in, but there's also some bad stuff we leave in too. So the truth about bread is there's nothing essential about eating breads or whole grains. The fact is it's really one of the most unhealthy things that we eat. So if you read the grocery store labels, you read the newspaper, you're familiar with the message that whole grains got to be healthy and you need to eat more of them. Not true. And there are certain grains that would be better choices than others. So I'm giving you a lot of teases today. In a business, we call that a tease. Why don't you hang on and not change the channel? Now, you've probably heard the word high glycemic index. What that does is that's a food that raises your blood sugar. And when blood sugar goes up, your body releases insulin and insulin goes to the cells, opens up the cells and allows sugar to come in. And that's how insulin works. So the more sugar you have, the more insulin your body releases. Well, over time, if you release too much insulin, the body, the cells are just being bombarded by insulin, trying to open them up and get sugar in. And the cells say, stop it. I can't take any more sugar. Because if you throw more sugar in there, you're going to kind of gunk up the works. So now the cells become insulin resistant. They start to resist the insulin from having the effect on them. And then the blood sugar doesn't come out of the blood stays in the blood, sugar stays high, and we call that type 2 diabetes. Now we got a problem. So we, what we need to do is cut out the sugar, let the cells not see insulin for a while, and they'll get lonely. And they'll say, you know, insulin, I miss you. Where have you been? And then, then the cells will allow insulin to kind of, like a key, open them up and allow the sugar to come in, and then you'll start lowering your blood sugar again. And that's why a lot of type 2 diabetics can control their diabetes and many times eliminate their diabetes with proper diet. Now, don't stop doing what your doctor told you. If you're taking insulin, you're taking medications, whatever, keep taking those medications. But then as we change your diet, we allow the cells to become more uh, sensitive to insulin. And then hopefully you won't need the medication. Patients come to us all the time. My team of doctors say, Dr. Joe or Dr. You know, whoever, Dr. Gale, Dr. Kat, Dr. Irwin, Dr. Dave, Dr. Terry, don't want to leave anybody out. I want to come off my medication. And we always say, we can't do that. We're chiropractors. I'm board certified in chiropractic, orthopedics, pain management, double board certified in nutrition, BS in nutrition, retired dietitian, award-winning author. This show is heard coast to coast and around the world. As far as I know, it's the number one health radio talk show in, in the country. And so we can't tell you to take off, take your, stop taking your medications. That's your medical doctor's job. But if we can get you healthy enough, then hopefully you won't need the medication. Follow that? And I'll tell people, listen, when you start coming in for chiropractic care, nutritional work, 
monitor your blood pressure. It might go too low if you're on high blood pressure medication. And then you either got to give us up or give up the medication. And all the doctors I know, every medical, orthopedist, neurologist, neurosurgeon, general practitioner, they love that. And they send us patients all the time. Dr. Joe, I need your team of doctors to see if we can get this person healthy so that we can get them off their meds. I don't know of any doctor who wants to keep you on meds if they're not necessary. And sometimes they are necessary. So I'm not saying stop taking them. I'm saying let's get you healthy. So the high glycemic index, the food shoot up, the, the sugar shoots up. When, that, when this happens, the insulin spikes, this triggers an uh, inflammatory reaction that increases your risk of cancer, Alzheimer's, heart disease, fatty liver, and diabetes. So there's your sugar spike. High insulin levels promote the storage of visceral fat, which surrounds the organs and sends metabolic messages to promote disease. And it gives you that belly fat. That's where the belly fat comes from. Dr. Joe, I can't get rid of my belly fat. Got to cut out the sugar. And sugar, we're talking today, is grains, specifically wheat. High blood sugar also causes something called advanced glycation end products, AGEs. Advanced glycation end products do exactly that. They age you. The sugar binds to protein, creates these AGEs, and it actually causes things like tissue damage and wrinkles. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to look old, I'd strongly advise you cut out your sugar. According to research published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, if you eat two slices of whole wheat bread... It spikes your blood sugar about the same as drinking a can of soda or eating a candy bar. About six teaspoons of sugar. Now, a can of soda usually has eight teaspoons of sugar, so I'm not sure why they said that. But anyway, it's a lot of sugar. So eating two pieces of bread, you think, well, that's fine. I wouldn't eat a candy bar. That's bad. But I'll eat two pieces of bread. Eh, essentially the same thing. So we've got to cut out these sugars. And 75% of the carbohydrates in wheat are in the form of something called amylopectin A. This is a new word you've never heard before. Amylopectin A. It's a compound that's unique in just how rapidly it transforms into glucose. And glucose is the form of sugar that the cells use. So it's not just like eating regular carbohydrates. This amylopectin A really converts into sugar fast. That's why your wheat spikes your blood sugar higher than almost all foods, even when the same, of no, same number of carbohydrates are consumed. So not all carbohydrates are the same. That's where the problem comes in. And also you want to make sure you're eating fiber with your carbohydrates. Because in a perfect world, and this is hard to do, I'm going to be honest with you, you want to do about 40 grams of carbs a day. 40 grams of net carbs. What the heck's a net carb? You take the amount of fiber that you eat. So let's assume you're eating, uh, I don't know, 100 grams of fiber a day. Minus the amount of carbohydrates you eat. Okay, so let's assume you're eating 40 grams of, uh, the other way around, I'm sorry, carbohydrates minus fiber. So you eat 100 grams of carbohydrates minus 40 grams of fiber, that's 60 net carbs. Did you follow that? So carbohydrates minus fiber is net carbs. And so the fiber pushes the food through your colon and gives you a slow release of sugar. That's why you want to eat whole foods, not the store, the food. Something that's as unadulterated as you possibly can make it. The way it's picked from nature. And of course, that would be a plant-based diet, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. And there's tons of research out there that prove this. In fact, uh, I met a fellow named T. Colin Campbell the other day. I was at a seminar. I got invited to a VIP reception, and he wrote a book called The China Study. And basically, he says the plant-based people do very well, and they live a lot longer. So that's kind of where I'm going with this. And wheat is not something that's usually consumed in places like China. Um, it's, it's, it's processed. 
A study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association showed that people with high levels of small, dense, low-density lipoproteins have about 300% greater risk of heart attack. So what does that have to do with anything? A lot of doctors believe the number one risk of heart disease in the United States, low-density lipoproteins, and medical establishment has exaggerated um, the role of cholesterol in the diet. Now, sugar can increase your cholesterol levels or affect your cholesterol levels, but a lot of research now is saying maybe we've been a little too aggressive without cholesterol. Maybe the cholesterol shouldn't be as low as we're making it because your body needs cholesterol. Because cholesterol uh, produces uh, hormones, it covers your nerves, it's called a myelin sheath, so cholesterol is necessary. So there's also a trend now going toward maybe we messed up and maybe we, it's okay to raise the cholesterol just a little higher, okay? But this heart, whole, this heart healthy whole wheat can lead to problems because it can affect your cholesterol levels. Now folks, if you wanna come see us, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We would love the opportunity to become your doctors. Now, again, we're a team of chiropractors and we work with chiropractic, nutrition, digestive issues. So if you'd like to make an appointment, come see us. Go to my website, drjoesposito.com, or just Google Dr. Joe, number one Dr. Joe in the world, and we will set you up a time to come see us. Now, we accept people with all insurances, no insurances, car accidents, sports injuries. We want to be your doctor. And we'll do what it takes to help you get well and stay well if you're willing to work with us. Car accidents. I've never seen a car accident ever in 33 years of practice, where the car was damaged, where the occupants weren't. So if you were ever in a car accident, whether it was yesterday or 50 years ago, chances are there's damage to your body and your spine and it needs to be fixed. So if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, get off your fanny, go to the website, drjoesposito.com and make an appointment. Because every day patients come in and say, you know, doc, I've been following you for two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I've been following your work. I've been following your research. I've been attending your lectures, uh, listening to your shows. And I've been meaning to come in. Well, if you're that person, mean to come in now. So go to the website, drjoesposito.com, and we'll get you set up as soon as possible. So we're talking today about bread and why it's not the best thing for you. So what, what triggers dangerous compounds like low-density lipoproteins to form more than any other food? Actually, it's the amylopectin A found in wheat. So it's the type of carbohydrate we find in wheat that's giving you the problems. Now think about that next time you see the seal of approval on a package of whole grain wheat. If the wheat has amylopectin A, amylopectin A, it converts into the sugar very quickly. The sugar can get into your liver, cause fatty liver, raise your insulin levels. Wow. And you never even heard of amylopectin A. And now you have. See, you learn something new every time you tune in here. So a lot of people will eat wheat not every day, but actually every meal. How many people do that? Raise your hands. I know a lot of you. So I'm going to give you a challenge. My challenge is this. I want you to give up all your wheat, all the breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, and pastas for a week. We could do a week. Come on. Give it up for a week. And then I want you to start eating it again. See how you feel. If I'm wrong, if you don't feel better when you give it up and worse when you start eating it, I was wrong. I blew it. But if I'm right, which I am, you'll say, wow, this is going to be tough. I can't give up my bagels and my breads and my cookies and my cakes, my donuts, my pastas, my sandwiches, my hamburger buns. I know it's tough. Is it worth it? Absolutely. When you do it, you'll see what I mean. And if you want to go back to your old ways, it's your call. Can't make you stay that way. But I promise you, you're going to be very, very happy with that decision. Now, let's talk about the additive, the addictive properties of wheat. You've probably heard that sugar tr triggers the pleasure centers in your brain, the same ones that drugs do. 
Okay? They release dopamine. They get the opioid receptor sites excited. And that's, and that's what happens when you're eating these sugars. And so when these sugars get into the brain, they release these pleasure centers and you get high. And when you get high, what do you want to do? You want to eat more. And it's interesting, too. There's a study here, and I'm not sure I'm going to buy this study here. Uh, it was published in the Psychosomatic Medicine Journal, uh, the Journal of Psychosomatic Medicine, and it showed people who ate wheat consumed an average of 400 more calories a day. Now, I'm not sure that eating the wheat makes you eat more calories, or if people that just don't eat a good diet, you know, maybe people that don't eat wheat eat a better diet, so they're going to eat less calories. But either way, sugar and wheat is definitely one of the things that are going to pack on the pounds. <coughs> Excuse me. But if you replace your foods with the, the grain-based foods with commercial gluten-free counterparts, a lot of people say, you know, I'm going to eat gluten-free bread or gluten-free cookies, that may not be the best choice either. So you see a lot of gluten-free breads and cookies and pastas and crackers and cereals, they use ingredients that are not much better than wheat for different reasons. Gluten-free wouldn't have the amylopectin A, wouldn't have the gliadin, but it does have other things too. So in place of wheat flour, a lot of gluten-free products replace the wheat with cornstarch, uh, rice flour, potato starch, tapioca starch, millet. So if you avoid glutens, you got a problem. Now there's di there's different types of glutens and that's something a lot of people don't realize. There's gluten in a lot of the corn has gluten, but it's not the gluten, it's not the wheat gluten. So gluten in wheat contains two components, gliadin and glutenin. And gliadin and glutenin when they get into your body cause problems. So just because the word says gluten and now they say gluten-free, it still has other types of glutens. It's kind of like a misnomer, but it's the wheat that's the problem. But a lot of the starches they use in the gluten-free products are among the few foods that increase your blood sugar even worse or higher than whole wheat. This means these foods can trigger things like weight gain in the abdomen. That's the belly fat. And that's why things like beer, which is made with what? Barley, rye, Hops, barley, and rye have gluten in them, by the way, the type of gluten, the bad kind of gluten. So it can increase abdominal weight, increase your blood sugar, insulin resistance, diabetes, cataracts, arthritis. This is something else, too. A lot of people come to me and say, Dr. Joe, I'm getting old, and I don't know what to do. I'm getting cataracts. My vision is starting to go. I understand that. And the reason I understand that is I have a condition called macular degeneration. I was told about five, six years ago, I have macular degeneration, it's really bad, and chances are I'm just going to go blind. Now, I didn't like that diagnosis. So I thought, okay, what do I do? Well, the, the doctor said you can take zeoxanthine and lutein, which are antioxidants, and that should help. So I said, uh, it's got to be something better than that. So I created Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, which are loaded with antioxidants. And since then... My, my macular degeneration has improved by about 60%. That's about five years. Now, the doctor said it can't improve. There's nothing you can do to improvement. You can only hope to slow it down and maybe stop it, but it'll never get better. Mine is getting better. And the doctors, every doctor that's ever seen pictures of my eyes say, we've never seen this before. No one has ever gotten better from macular degeneration. The reason is... I don't eat the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. I get chiropractic care on a regular basis. Chiropractic care opens up the nerve and blood supply to my eyes by pinching nerves. You're also pinching blood vessels. 
And I take Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. It's one of the bazillion reasons why you should be taking Super Greens and Essential Source. Bazillion real number, right? I made that. I don't know. I don't think it is. But anyway, if you want to get it, and I think you should, they're on my website, drjoesposito.com, or just Google Dr. Joe. A lot of other supplements are there, too. We have vitamin D supplements. We have supplements to help circulation. Uh, we have supplements to help build your immune system, supplements if you do get sick, what I take when I do get sick, supplements to clean out your colon. So the website's a great source of uh, information, and that's available 24 hours a day, drjoesposito.com, or just Google Dr. Joe. If you're not willing to do anything else, at least get on the Super Greasy Essential Source. And if you are on the path of getting well, this is really going to push you forward. And it's also available on Amazon, too, if you have an Amazon account. My books are also available on my website and on Amazon. We archive well over 1,000 hours of radio shows. We have our, uh, our, our blog there, and you can watch that as well, my podcast, if you will. Um, so the website's a great source of information, articles I've written. And if you have any questions, send them to me through the website. I'm more than happy to answer your questions for you. So get on the website, drjoesposito.com, or just Google Dr. Joe, number one Dr. Joe in the world. They're also available on Amazon. And if you want to make an appointment to come see us, and I think you should, I think you've been suffering needlessly long enough, I think you should go to my website, drjoesposito.com, and make an appointment. You can do it right online. You can call us if you want. We accept people with all insurances. We don't. We accept everyone. If you're willing to get well, and we can work, and we can make arrangements for you, we will. Now, again, we're not a free clinic, of course, but if you're serious about wanting to get well, go to my website, make an appointment. If you're not ready to get well, that's okay, too. Don't make an appointment. We want patients who are serious about making a commitment to get well and stay well. We'll work on your nervous system, your digestive system, your diet. And we'll do what we can to get you back to normal. So again, the website, drjoesposito.com. If, if you've ever been in a car accident, if the car was damaged, you were damaged. Same thing with sports injuries. We're seeing now all these football injuries and hockey injuries. These guys get hit. You think that must have hurt. It's showing long-term damage. Get it fixed before it gets worse. drjoesposito.com. Hey, folks, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about the show. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app.